0: Welcome to another great edition, the pre-2023 season edition, one of the final ones here on Talking Tigs. I'm Scott Gerrard. Joining me, as always, Tommy Johnson and Daniel Zollinger. Uh, we've got our, uh, our team is headlong into fall camp by now since we last recorded, and we have got some news coming out of camp. We got some news looking at college football world altogether, uh, and we got some, uh, some other tidbits here, uh, some Yap we can share with you folks. But before we do, I'd like to check in with the the guys just to see how they're doing, how, they're, uh, how their summer's going uh, since we're doing, you know, two months now. Um, had a pretty good week working, uh, you know, family time on the weekends, of course. How are you guys doing? Good to be back with you, by the way. Yep, good to be
1: back with you. <laughs> good to be talking LSU football. I mean, it's always a good day when you get to talk LSU football. And creeping up closer, uh, starting to see the commercials, starting to see the hype. And the build up, I mean, we're seeing some some NFL ball on the those screens.
0: predictions, the predictions, True, yeah.
1: all of that. So I'm um, excited to be kicking it off and, uh, you know, just glad to be here with you.
2: Yeah, two weeks since the last pod feels like a long time, but uh, we're rocking in on the start of the college football season only 12 days away as we record right now. So that's very exciting. And yeah, I had a good little time off. Lots happened in the the football world and college athletics between the conference alignment and committing recruits and uh, preseason polls and all that. So the hype is real. And uh, yeah, glad we get to bring that to y'all.
0: Oh, yes, and we're going to be bringing that recruiting news real soon. Daniel, get your tabs open. Uh, i got to cover some regular stuff first, though, because, uh, like, you know, fall camp is in full swing uh, since we last recorded. Lots going on, including some, uh, I don't know, I guess it was a fight so bad they had to break it up. Guys, go to the locker room. Guys, you go over here. You go over there. Um, I don't know. I, I don't really care about the drama because I haven't really heard heard anything about it since. Like, no one's ejected. No one's hurt. Uh, at least from that incident anyway. Um, And I don't care. I think the, the other question for me would be, I don't know. I do you guys, I mean, that's to me, that's good news. Like, wouldn't you be more worried if you had gone all through fall camp and like there was no fight at all. Like, wouldn't that, I don't know. Wouldn't that seem worse to you guys, guys talking crap. Your coach is telling you you're not good just to motivate you. And then, everyone's fine for everyone just later. shakes hands and slap backs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> here's your trophy here's your fall yeah. camp trophy
1: yeah oh no yeah i think you're right scott like the first thing that i that i saw now i mean i, I think it was i don't know if you'd say concerning but you know do you see you're seeing stars you just hope that they don't like stars like harold perkins and uh and uh uh
0: yeah harold Malik perkins neighbor. will make you see stars also
1: well, yes, but you're seeing the stars on the team like Harold Perkins, Malik Neighbors, all of them getting into, you know, getting into it. You're like, man, I just don't get hurt. That's the only thing I care about. It don't get hurt. But yeah. I like the intensity. It's something that you, I think, you'd want to see at towards the end of this camp, as you know, they're getting tired of hitting each other, they're getting tired of working out with each other. They've been doing it for six months now, so it's time to. Uh, I mean, it's just it's like the it's like uh when you when you get those uh like when you see those bulls like a bull rider when he put him in the uh in the the um the pin the pin and they're just yeah. like come on let me out let me out so mm-hmm. i you know I, I think that's exciting and and uh i'm excited to to kick it off
2: yeah it's never super exciting to hear your players getting angry at each other and fighting the reports on what actually happened were a little bit shaky but it was something like uh a cornerback made a play on a defender and then he like the or made a play on the wide receiver, excuse me, and was kind of standing over and staring down at the receiver Ooh. instead of like offering um. his hand, like to pick him back up and go on to the next rep. Uh, and that's what kind of started getting the receivers versus DBs chirped up. And then Perkins yeah. and Kyron Lacey and Malik Neighbors got involved. Uh, and, and you want a lot of those guys to be your your vocal senior leaders instead of. Uh, getting on the grind but hopefully they worked it out in the locker room afterwards and there's no hard feelings and they can translate that to on the field passion uh we'll see um one of the dbs actually denver harris who transferred to lsu from AM after some kind of disciplinary issues has supposedly been suspended from lsu and this is kind of uh, like late breaking news today wow uh, suspended, so from, from- suspended from the football or the football activities room. okay uh yeah he he hadn't been seen at practice like the last day and then he posted some kind of cryptic uh stories on his instagram so this is still kind of rumors but uh seen that before and a little bit unfortunate because we could probably have used his services but uh, hopefully kelly can get the boys in line in time especially considering how much hype there's
0: been around lsu the last few days no doubt yeah and um just another mention is since we're talking about uh, DB uh, I think we lost JK Johnson. He had a, uh, a, like a leg fracture or something like mm-hmm. that. So he's gone for, you know, I'd say pretty much the season, uh, unless we had like a really late bowl game and he was fine by then, but I, I really don't know the extent of his injuries beyond just what I said. So, uh, sex to lose him, but yeah, I guess we're, in, we're down two now, but we are deep. Right. And, uh, it was interesting. One of the things, you know, fall practice starts, Reporters have a lot of questions for the coach, Um, but Brian Kelly, I don't know if we covered this last week, but he was saying who he thought was like the strong position groups that we have. And, you know, he said D-line, wide receiver. I guess we could have said that. Uh, I think you guys also mentioned running back, Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think running back, man, we're just, we're so blessed yeah, talent rich there uh but i don't i just don't know how much running we're gonna really plan on doing so i hope the wide receivers can do it but i think it all just depends on on jane daniels and uh some of the other guys you know players on the team say he's taken many steps since last year so that's what i'm looking forward to seeing right yeah and just slinging it slinging it let's hope so um, Yeah. The, the,
2: the reports on daniels are pretty much a plus at this point, like everybody's saying, he's looking like the man. Yeah, uh, and I guess that's kind of reflected in his Heisman odds. I think he's in the top five right now. And yeah, if we could get anything near that production, then I mean LSU has a shot at it all, considering the quarterback issues that exists to some of the other premier programs in the country.
1: It's going to yeah. be crazy to see. Like, I, I'm I'm really excited because. I mean, I, I don't know if y'all remember. I remember 2019, Jaden Daniels playing for Arizona State. He was the freshman phenom. You know, yeah. people were like, "Oh, this is the next, this is the next guy," and he never panned out really like that. Of course, there was he had the COVID stuff, and then uh, I mean, oh, you could say
0: it's Arizona State. I mean. Like who well, did he have around him? You know.
1: Yeah. No. I know. Yeah. Definitely. But also, like they they dealt with a lot of off the field issues as well with her words and yes. like the recruiting
0: yes. stuff. Exactly. So,
1: you know, I don't even I don't know. You know, I think we definitely didn't see the full potential of him there. And then, of course, last year he had a great year, not a, but um but not like a Heisman caliber year or anything like that. So, um, I, you know, I'm hoping. And, you, you know, I, I'm not I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. He's not going to be Burrow like I'm not I'm not saying he's going to be the next Burrow. But you hope that the same way that Burrow was able to go from year one to year two at LSU and really develop um, that Daniels can do the same thing. Because, I, you know, if, if you watch that, that, those freshman highlights like, I mean, he was there. You know, he's got he's got everything, everything you want out of a,
0: uh, you know, a top level tier one quarterback. Yeah, and I would say uh, that at you know looking at Joe Burrow's first year versus Jaden Daniels' first year, um, the only you know the difference was their strengths. Like obviously Burrow was a really good passer, a really quick decision maker. Two things that you know I don't think you can really do without if you look at them together. He was nimble though; Uh, he could definitely move. Jaden Daniels is a better runner, so he just had to work on his uh, uh, passing game and well just which goes in, along with that is his decision-making. So if what they're saying is true, if what Daniel's saying is true, then you know, we're in for a good season. He didn't have to be uh, Joe Burrow because remember everyone before Joe Burrow, who'd we have, right? We had um,
2: Danny.
0: Well, <laughs> well, I'm just thinking of the Brenna championship Harris. years. Like we had Matt Flynn and Matt Mock right? One guy went on to the pros, one became a dentist. So, it it just goes to show that it doesn't have to be Joe Burrow every time because of what else he has around him, like defense, uh, a good offensive line, great running backs, uh, DBU, the, you know, Tiger Stadium, the atmosphere, all that.
2: Yeah. No, you're right. But,
0: um... Jordan Jefferson was a national championship quarterback. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, well, he was definitely an SEC championship. He... He definitely, he definitely yeah. played in a national champion. Well, he definitely was attended a national championship. <laughs> right. No, he definitely played. He just didn't get very far. Like didn't get past the fifty. For Sad. I know. We have to live with that, right? Good, the good and the bad. The good and the bad. Yeah. Uh, but uh, an- but moving on to another segment, I I want to call is Will he or won't he? But uh, Trey Bradford is still on the team, guys. So I think this is uh, this could be for good now. Uh, I'll update you next week, of course, but... This is a uh, very fluid situation if (laughs) if you've been following. Yeah, I'm not sticking anything. (laughs) I leave to amend my statement at any time. Uh, But he, you know, Brian Kelly was asked about it because obviously, you know, something happened. But he said that uh, Trey Bradford actually had to get good with the school first. It wasn't even a, a football issue. It was like he had to get back into the university on his own like the tigers didn't help him with anything yeah. uh which i'm including as tutoring sessions or anything but he <clears throat> he made himself eligible again with the school and then after that you know then there's the football stuff with the team but he i think he won one of the weekly workout sessions yeah uh, what do they what do they call it the uh i don't know week. Freak of the week thank yeah. you yeah so he did that so obviously he's worked in his 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 way back into the good graces of the football program so I think this is it. And then I think also, if if anything, he can see the right thing on the wall. It's like this team has a lot of potential, kind of like 2019. So your call, dude.
2: Yeah, I think they can use his services as kind of the speed back, especially considering John Emery has not quite lived up to his full potential. And plus is still, I think, in kind of murky academic waters at this point. Uh, So Bradford, yeah, if we can get him kind of working out the backfield in the pass catching game, then that's big because we have a, a large stable of backs, but a lot of them are kind of similar in style, kind of downhill runners uh, between Josh Williams, Noah Kane, Logan Diggs. Uh, I'm forgetting some more, I'm sure. Uh, Trey Holly, Yeah. But yeah. So, like I'm saying, Trey Bafter mixes it up nicely and gives an extra wrinkle to the offense if he can uh, really get things going. So, uh, Brian Kelly wasn't super high on the running backs from the last practice report I, I heard. They were saying the D line kind of swallowed him up, which maybe that's a testament to our D line. Uh, but if if we can get that working with Mike Denbrock's scheme, then uh it opens Jaden Daniels up as well as the the wide receivers. So um hopefully good things that come there.
0: Yeah. yeah. And um
1: with and that- Trey Bradford was somebody who you know, he's another one where in high school you look at this guy, you're thinking to yourself, man, this guy he he has a chance to be a you know, very good player at the next level. I mean, I I don't know if he was, I think he was at least a four-star might've been a five-star recruit. I remember looking at him being like, he is going to be the guy. Um, But it's just, you know, it's, it's it's just weird. These, the weird off the field issues, the weird kind of just can't put it together. I don't know if he's had a complete season at any school he's been to. Like, like a, a season where he's been on the same team for the entire year. Right. Or he's finished a season on a team. So, you know, I hope that I, if you're getting the Freak of the Week award, like, obviously, he's, he's you know, there physically. Um, I hope he's there mentally. I hope he's there, like, scheme-wise. But I think he's got a chance to be a, a really good player for us.
0: Yeah. And, you know, as, as long as someone can prove themselves when given a second chance, that's or third, or fourth, whatever, that's all that matters, right? Like, uh, I think Tyrone Matthews is the best example of that that we could ever mention, uh, you know, for, for LSU sports-related so we'll see um but uh you know as that comes along with that is uh you know even if he lives up to it and does well this season you know there's always people coming in on the next go around uh and that's where our recruiting comes in because that never stops but uh we did have some uh some some big decisions made with with LSU football recruiting uh two guys are actually from the same team um and then, uh, you know, of course, we also had uh, someone uh, commit as late as this, this like within the last few days. But Daniel, you got your tabs open? You ready to, you ready to take the ball? I do. Uh, I was <laughs> prepared,
2: I think. Sure. So it was a pretty exciting last seven days, I guess, in LSU football recruiting land. Uh, the initial hype was around the commitment of – five-star edge rusher uh, Colin Simmons out of Duncanville, Texas, who we had talked about for a few weeks before on the podcast, as well as his teammate uh, Caden Durham, who's a four-star running back from the same high school. And then LSU was hoping, obviously, to sweep both, and both players were down to three schools, LSU being the only common denominator between the two, which kind of gave credence to that idea. Unfortunately, Simmons, the number two edge runner edge rusher in the country committed to Texas instead staying home while Durham did pick LSU. So at least we got him. Uh, so that was kind of a mixed bag on the day. People said that Texas might have kind of drop the bag on Simmons at the last second to, to make him stay home. And maybe Kelly didn't Brian Kelly didn't want to participate in a bidding war for him. That's uh, all kind of speculation, but uh, what it did lead to was then either the next day or the day after their other teammate uh who is a 2025 five-star wide receiver number 2 wide receiver in the country Decorian Moore committed to LSU kind of out of the blue people didn't really see that one coming yeah and so LSU got two out of three players from Duncanville High School uh, outside of Houston a big hotbed of recruiting talent there and very good news um also of note that wide receiver Decorean Moore, he's been on a, a campaign trying to pull the number one quarterback in the country, Bryce Underwood to LSU for 2025. And the rumors are that Underwood is pretty much down to LSU and Michigan in that race. He's from Michigan. So it's either, I don't really know what his ties are to LSU in that, but uh, if Brian Kelly could ship him down to the Bayou, then that would be huge. So if we need all the players on that yeah. campaign that we can get.
0: I mean, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't even, I, I mean, does, does a guy like winning? Because so. that's his only tie to LSU. If, I mean, if that's what he wants, he can come here when I mean, you can look at Harbaugh's record. I, I don't even want to get Tommy started, but that exists. So yeah, I have to factor that in.
1: I mean, he might, he might get to up, you know, just appear in some appear in some playoff games, but um, that's, that's about it. When it seems like that's about all you're going to get from Michigan. Um, I don't know. I, I, I like, uh, I like that well we've been down this road before i will say that of the big we get the big recruit and then he tries to recruit you know the other people um not gonna get too excited actually i saw and i don't know how they have this uh they already have did daniel did you know that they that he already has his commitment to scheduled i guess is. oh i wonder if it's at a, at the all american game or something
2: bryce underwood's like in yeah. january or something scheduled
1: yeah it's like scheduled for january 9th which i'm kind of like how how do you have that already planned but whatever um so uh it's kind of cool like i am I'm, I'm glad we picked up that uh picked up what is it D- decorian
0: i think mm-hmm.
1: so yeah um i remember watching like i remember seeing the pictures of him you know touring and and doing all the the hype pictures so um glad to see him come by we always uh, and i saw i i think it was he i think it was what in his post he was like why would anybody come not come to db or come to wru like, this is wide receiver you. Um, yep. So, that's cool. Good news one on thing, the recruiting crew.
2: Yeah, one thing I will note is we, we've we seen this before with players committing. This is over a, like a year and a half out at this point, so things can definitely change and don't get too excited, really, one way or the other. Um, yeah, especially in the, the
1: top two uh, five-star wide receivers in the whole nation. <laughs> yeah.
2: In, in these days of the, the NIL money, it's hard to believe until the player has inked their name on that piece of paper. And even then the battle's not really over.
0: Uh, so there's, there's a long way to go. Right. Uh, and speaking of NIL money, um, I do not know. I, I guess it's good to get two out of three. That's really great actually. Cause what one school could get, you know, 66% out of that trio. But I mean, damn Colin Simmons. I mean, he had Colin Baton Rouge right there. Talking mm-hmm. about like an NIL opportunity. That uh, would be pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think I, I even saw that trending at one point, but oh, well, <laughs> I guess somebody, some other Colin, it's there for the taking if they want it. Um, but uh, moving on to like bigger college football pictures. Uh, I don't know. There's uh, there's some more conference realignment, folks. I don't know if you you've been watching the wires, but it's. It's ever flowing. It's it's constantly moving, right? Like you said, it's a fluid situation, Tommy. Uh, um, I don't even know what's going to happen to the Pac-12. Uh, I think they're pretty much dissolving, except for I don't even know if the the big big West or Mountain West or whoever could wants to take it over. I, they're just it's there for it taking. I mean, the name, the branding, everything. But um, all the teams they're they're just leaving. And I don't know. I don't know if it's all resolved. I know that. Uh, UCLA and USC are going to the Big Ten. I think who is most recently was it uh, Washington in Oregon? Are they now joining too? Yeah, that's what yeah. kind of
2: kicked off the yeah
0: the cascade the other day. So I mean, what I don't know. What do you guys make of this? Is this is this just nut? <laughs> it's just nuts, right? It, it really is. I,
1: it's the it, you know in a lot of ways it's almost the it's the downfall downfall of a uh, of conference football. Eventually where it feels like we're going to have two conferences. I don't like that. I think it kind of makes me, makes me sad. Like I saw an article where they were calling it the pack <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like, that's just sad. Like I remember back when it was the pack 10, you know what I mean? Like, and, and then when it moved to pack 12, it was like, Oh, okay, cool. Like, you know, uh, but whatever, like, I feel like you should have geographically based conferences, at least, at least loosely. Um, you know, like, I don't I, I think it's weird that Oregon and, and USC are going to be in the same conference as uh, Ohio State. Like, this just doesn't make sense. Um, yeah. But, you know, that's I think that switch switch kind of what you get when you set up the playoff, because, you know, everybody kind of wants it to be more like pro football and and. That you know in the end like it's kind of going to be like pro football you're gonna have two conferences basically the big 12 and the sec i mean the big 10 and the sec they're gonna battle it out and they're gonna play in a super bowl which is gonna be called the national championship game Um, right
2: the uh the way things are set up now scheduled for 2024 was which is when most of this is going down the sec will be at 16 teams after the addition of oklahoma and texas that's was already impending uh, ACC at 15 schools. They didn't have much of a change big 12 all the way up from big 12 to 16 teams. Cause they were like, they had only 10 at one point, but we're still calling themselves yeah, the big 12. It was the big 12 with 10 teams and the big 10 with 12 teams. Mm-hmm. But big 12 is they've stocked their cabinet. They're back up to 16 with the addition of BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF in 2023. So this fall, and then next year they they grabbed a lot of the kind of Pac-12 leftovers after Oregon and uh, and Washington left, so they're getting Arizona Arizona State, Colorado with Deion Sanders and Utah uh, out of the Pac-12, so they're up to sixteen. And then we got the Big Ten, uh, which as we meant, as we already knew UCLA and USC were going in twenty four, and now they got Oregon and Washington, so that's pretty much the old Big Ten plus the the power players, I guess you could it's say. Back, yeah. Out west, and this is the one that everybody kind of memes on because now they're gonna to have to have club field hockey going from Rutgers to out to UCLA just yeah. to play for a little bit, which <laughs> yeah. doesn't make much sense at all. Um, which is why a lot of people advocate for kind of the football only mega conference, etc. Um, we don't want to get too far into that, and then yeah, like you said, Tommy, the Pac 12 down to four, uh, which is poor Cal, Oregon State, Stanford, and Washington State, so they'll probably get swept up into something else here soon there was talk the, of the ACC AC, yeah the ACC picking them up for a true coast-to-coast conference yuck
1: um yeah although you know what I would kind of love to watch like Clemson and Miami have to try Florida State have to travel across country for their biggest games
2: just your standard division game from Miami to Corvallis Oregon <laughs> yeah uh, it's it's very normal. And then they got all the smaller conferences. Uh, another thing that we, we didn't really mention was that uh, this is the last year of the four-team playoff this fall. But next year, they had the big 12-team expansion. And with that, the current rules were that the six highest-ranked conference champions are automatic bids to the playoff. Yep. Mm. And the Pac-12 of four teams... I mean, Oregon State's looking like they're a shoe in for the playoff at this point. <laughs> so <laughs> that or the packs or the pa- actually, you know what? You're so right that it's in
1: their interest just to keep the pack for alive.
2: Yeah, hilarious. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen or if the pack dissolves completely, then are there going to be two like small conference automatic bids? Like is the AAC and the Mountain West going to have teams in there? they, they There's discussion that they're going to have to shake up the rules completely due to this, which makes sense. But uh now it's like is it only the top four conference champions plus more automatic bids or um i personally kind of like the idea of just the top 16 ranked teams or not 16 top 12 ranked teams are just in it doesn't matter if you're the conference champion or not although that takes no, away the prestige you to ha- of the conference championship you have to yeah. but you have to give some sort of
1: well actually i guess you're right i mean you could you could see it both ways you could say that if they uh that the conference champion is all like the sec conference champion will automatically be one of the top ranked teams because in order to be the sec champion you're going to have to win a bunch of games Mm -hmm. um so you know and you could say the same thing not just the sec but the big big 10 or acc champion
0: yeah um you could have big conference champions automatically in like power five or group of five whatever as long as they're ranked within the top whatever they could also be in. Yeah, you could do that.
2: And the, the college football atmosphere has always been kind of the grass is greener because for a while was the AP just kind of giving out the national championship or like yep. we need, we need a real game. So they got the BCS and they got the computer like, to it. Yeah. People are like, okay, this is fun, but only two teams get a crack and wally the computer gets to decide who plays <laughs> ibm watson <laughs> yeah so like okay we need a playoff okay we, we got four teams this is fine uh yeah. but what about all these other teams we're leaving out that's that's not good anymore so i need 12 teams but then 12 teams are going to come in and then poor whoever is going to get stomped in the first round by alabama and the conference thing messes it all up so i don't know if there's any one good solution obviously there's not because people haven't figured it out in 40 years but uh we'll we'll see when we cross that threshold. Well you know, the
1: crazy thing is like you're right, they know the rules as they're written right now, like there is no power five anymore. Like, I mean, so but let's say Pac-12's gone, it'll move back, it'll move down to like uh what, AAC or Mountain West or Sunbelt really would be the three that could be that could kind of take over that that role as far as um conference champions. And so I mean, you can you can easily imagine a a playoff where, you know, you have Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson, and then the other the other uh, what did you say? Six conference champions, Daniel? Is that right? It's
2: yeah, six yeah. highest ranked conference champions because it was supposed to be Power Five, and then the highest then ranked of all the others. Ranked,
1: yeah, you could easily have you know Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, and then what? Uh, San Diego State, you know south florida and app state
0: mm-hmm. and that's
1: and that's your that's your you know half your playoff like it's just bizarre
2: yeah one, Although, one other oh, thing one other thing it does it's not state. as important go ahead sorry i didn't mean to interrupt one other no, thing sorry. that's not quite as important now is it kind of torches the uh historic conference alignment with the bowl games like the rose bowl yeah uh there's i mean what are they going to do there? That's Stan- the big one. That Stanford the big one that comes every year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're like, This is not so bad.
0: Right. Although they could keep that. If the pack 12 continued to play the big 10, which now holds, you know, like a quarter of the old pack 12s teams. Uh, but like the, the tradition of the pack 12 or the pack 10, eight, whatever playing the big 10. Yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't just, that's just how they always did it, but it was, it was a lot of good games too.
1: Oh good, yeah, there's some great good,
0: games, good rivalry.
1: Um, I'm trying to think what was the it was uh I mean the Joe Paterno was like last game, of course now he's like shrouded in right like, fall but, from grace, but yeah. Joe Paterno was it uh, it was like was that Oregon versus Penn State? I remember that one. Um I remember one with Christian McCaffrey Stanford playing, oh. I think who was it? Wisconsin? Mhm. Um yeah, they, no there've been a lot of great games.
0: Yeah. Uh yeah, it would be interesting to see what happens with the ACC because, I don't know, you can just kind of tell that Florida State and Clemson, like, if you just look at what they do aside from everybody else, they're like, look, we are this conference. Like, we can either own it, and like you're saying, we could probably have a clear track to something every year, or we get the heck out of here and get to a meaningful conference because we're just going to be watered down by more whoever else. Uh, I don't know what they do. I mean, it's, so it's mostly Florida state and Clemson. If you look at all the, like the viewership and the numbers for the conference and then Miami's like, yeah, but we're Miami. Like where the you remember? 2001. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, what do you, you know, what do you do? Cause I don't know. I feel like Miami, they have a pretty broad fan base. They just don't have anything. I mean, they would be back if the team just won something, Like yeah. they could, Pull up their numbers if they were just successful, but they just don't have anybody that's done it in a while. Did they get beat by in the bowl game last year? It was like embarrassing for them, I think.
1: Uh, okay, I don't know.
2: I'm not sure they lost to Louisiana Tech a couple of years ago.
1: Uh, maybe okay. Actually, I think that was it. I think that was what fu- that what got uh,
2: what, what, who was Manny name?
1: Diaz. Manny Diaz fired. Yeah, and that's when they brought in
0: um, Mario Cristobal. Right. Yeah. So you're there. You go. But obviously, that's a fluid situation. We're going to keep a track on that to see how it goes. Because, I guess it, uh, it could change again this year. Although I don't, I don't know how much. I mean, I think all the the big players in college football are st- starting to settle where they're going to settle. And anybody that's not already settled, I don't, know, I don't think they really I, I had, the had I any. Mean, they didn't have any big stacks in the game anyway. So,
1: well, I you know I ha- I did have a this is daydream where I'm like, what if L. she was just like you know what. I think we want to go to the big 12 and we just went and like ran the big 12. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think I'm like, maybe, maybe there is some, you you know, some utility in being in a, being a a huge fish in a small pond. I know no one would ever respect your, your, you know, your titles and all that. And you would have to, you know, and then you might get beat bad in the playoff, but kind of like Daniel said, it is a grass is always greener kind of thing where like, we've been in the, we've been in the, the biggest conference, the best conference even before people even talked, I remember, I remember when the sec is dominant, you know, look, look at how good the sec is when all that talk really got popular. It was about like what, 10, 12 years ago, kind of when Alabama started and, and LSU was winning and Auburn won with Cam Newton and all of that. Um, and so it does kind of make you, make you wonder like now with all these conferences going away, like, well, I don't know. Like, it, I mean, I
2: think I think your point is that LSU, for all the good and the bad, we're we're a little bit blessed, and we got a pretty comfy seat. Yeah, <laughs> like we it, don't have
1: to worry about le Like, I don't I don't think there's I think there's a ninety nine point nine 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 percent chance that conference realignment will never affect our school. Like, we will not be in the SEC. Like, we're we're not moving to there's you can't move anywhere else. Like, there's nowhere to go for us.
2: Yeah, and even if they did completely shake things up and make the mega conference or whatever, like, I think our brands and our success on the field is good enough to where we wouldn't be left by the wayside. At least I would hope. But I don't think that LSU yeah. would be left out in the cold for the second tier.
1: And it's really, but it, it, but you think about it, it's really sad to think about, like, there are a lot of schools where it's like, football's almost gone for them. Like, mm-hmm. sure, they'll play and, like, they'll have games and they'll have a field and, you know, all of that. But they like... Like for instance, uh, you know, in this pack four, like Cal, you know what I mean. Like Washington State has had, has had some good years. Stanford's has a tradition of having some good football. Oregon State, like you said, Daniel's, you know, they're they're decent. But like, where's Cal gonna go, and what's that gonna mean for them? Mm-hmm. Like, I, if I was if I was a Cal fan, I'd be devastated.
0: Right. Uh, cause the last thing the cows had to be excited about was probably Aaron Rodgers. True. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like there's nothing, nothing. Well, uh, maybe it depends on Marshawn Lynch. I forget when he, I forget how far apart they were like if when he, he was later. Yeah. Well, you
1: know what? Cal did have something to be excited about when Marshawn Lynch, like I think it was last year, like he reenacted driving the car <laughs> on the field. Right. That was, that was like a big deal for them.
0: <laughs> hey, more power to him. Um, but yeah, it's, it's that way. And then, you know, it's like, like you said, what happened even after some teams switched like Colorado, like they joined the pac 12 and like nothing happened. It's not like they rose to the occasion or they it raised them up a level or anything. It's, it's still bad. I mean, maybe Dion can change that, but it, it doesn't always change anything just because you join a different conference. So that's why I think the you know LSU is probably fine where we are. I imagine, you know, iron sharpens iron. And if we went to the big 12, I don't know, maybe we'd be like, yeah, we're running the big 12 and then we play somebody in the playoffs. And that's,
2: Oh yeah. uh. No, I think you're right.
1: Like, uh, but it's just an interesting thing. I think Daniel, you kind of nailed what I was, what I was like getting at. I just wasn't saying it well. It's like, we're we've, we've conference realignment has never really, we've always been had to be spectators. Like we've really never had a stake in, we've had a stake in it and that like, you know, we're getting Texas, we're getting Oklahoma. They're going to be on the schedule at some point. We're going to be playing them like at home and it's going to be a conference game, but there's never been like, even, even some of the biggest teams in college football, like Clemson, uh, like Clemson has a, the Clemson fans have a legitimate concern or, or question about, are we going to be in the ACC forever? And I think there's a, you know, at least a 50% chance, probably not like, if if things keep trending the way they are, and you do get to either, like Daniel said, a mega conference or a, a like two, basically two met two conferences, like in like in the NFL, but one one is kind of like the, you know, Midwest Northern schools and the other one is like the southern schools, then there's a good chance Clemson goes to the SEC. And um what does that look like for like for a fan base that's grown up and and has always been in the ACC and has always been in or, or other conferences? Um, I, you know, that's it's just a weird thought.
0: Yeah, because you have all these old rivalries that, uh, you know, we don't we may not know how good they are every year, but, you know, then they just disappear? So do you still try and schedule those rivalries? Because that's what the fans want. That's what the schools want. Yeah, like you know, did you use is um, if they were to separate? Like, is I don't know, North Carolina and South Carolina gonna? I don't know, like or NC State, North Carolina, whatever, whatever the rivalries are, Clemson and whoever, what happens? Miami yeah. and Florida State, you know, we'll see. Any last thoughts? Because I did want to get to some baseball news, some some uh, some. Extenuating baseball uh, news. Uh, nothing major, other than, you know, unless you just count guys coming back to get their degrees, which I think is amazing. Uh, good for them. Uh, guys graduating, Braden Joe Bear, Ty Floyd, former national champions, most recently coming back to get their degrees. Uh, there's been other players like Jacoby Stevens. Uh, I think Alexis Morris from the women's basketball team. She got to do who else am I missing? I know there's another football player, right? Uh, Trenton holiday. Just got a Trent, uh, that's just right got a And Grant Delpit. There you go. Uh, congrats to all these guys for coming back, getting their degrees. I think that's great. Um, a guy that just left who got a, well, I don't know if he got his degree, but he, he probably should have it at least in baseball. Dylan Cruz uh, is doing well in the minors. And I, did you guys hear about this with Dylan Cruz? The grand slam. Well, beyond that, okay, okay you, you haven't. So this might be some breaking news here, but uh, so we'll, we'll cover this here on Talking Tigs first. But uh, yeah, as far as we know right now, um, just, you know, sources unconfirmed, but Dylan Cruz has still not been called up from wow. his current position. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I know. It's, it's <laughs> like ridiculous. Single A. All right, the guy's played nine games, 42 at bats. He's batting 381. Like Tommy said, oh, he's had four home runs. The first one was a nice... Uh, I think it was a solo shot. Second one was a grand slam, and then in one game he had his third and fourth. Uh, one was a two-run shot. So, Don Cruz doing very well, hitting 381, 15 RBIs, uh, 16 hits overall. I mean, he's he's got a great on-base percentage. So, I imagine he'll get caught up soon. I don't. He's, I don't think he's going to get called up to the Washington Nationals, but man how bad way. the nationals
1: are these days it I, probably, I it probably
0: should be <laughs> it's probably contract issues there so they have to trade somebody to i don't know
1: well you know what but, you know what else the other thing is is that they uh it's all the service time you, ever, you know you know about that mm. like the way that the the way that baseball contracts are is like it's all about service time which which is like a metric for how much time you spend in the major leagues so your rookie contract um they try to milk that for as much as they can so like this year like nationals have no chance of you know really doing anything significant so they have no incentive to bring him up and burn some of that time because if not then they get to keep him in that in his rookie contract for longer so they say that's probably why they're keeping him in in single a
0: sure this, yeah so anyways. that makes sense well, fair enough that's the business side of sports. That could be a good new segment for you, Tommy. You seem pretty, pretty apt on all that stuff. That contracts, negotiations, things like that. I'm yeah, going to mark that we, down. We can look at, yeah, let's, let's, uh, <laughs> let's look into that. I'd, I'd
2: okay. love that. Okay. talking uh, legal.
0: Right. I worked at a law firm for a little bit. I could kind of pretend what I'm known, what I'm talking about, know what I'm talking about sometimes, but, uh, no, that's a, it's because it is an interesting side of sports, Right? Like uh NIL, that's a new thing. Like what what does one guy get in one city versus another when you know one guy might be more of a star, but just because there's bigger alumni bucks in another town, you know, what how do you determine an NIL deal? Or, you know, yeah, if it's like a rookie contract, like Dylan Cruz versus Joe Burrow, you know? Yeah. There's no minor leagues for football, so all that's structured differently. But yeah, good to know. Um, but that's that's pretty much all I had on everything. What do you guys got? That's
2: about it. The only other is weird any- story that kind of came out today, I don't know if y'all saw this, about Michael Orr saying that he was like extorted yes. for the blind side. Oh, gosh,
1: that's a very disturbing story.
0: Did you say he was extorted?
2: Well, supposedly what, what Orr was saying now is that he just recently found out that the 2Es, the... A husband and wife that it's sandra adop-
1: bullock and tim McGraw.
2: yeah that, that adopted him did not actually adopt him and that he was already 18 when they kind of brought him into the family but they tricked him into like signing a contract that made them conservators of his estate pretty much so he has no like legal familial connection to them as well as they got ownership over his like media Story. rights pretty much yeah so they like uh, made a ton of money off the the Blind Side of the movie, and he, he got basically nothing at all. Uh, oh. It's very sad. I don't really understand how it would have taken him this long to discover this, uh, or like how his agent or anyone else really would have not like uncovered this at the time, well, unless has, everyone was pretty much in on it, which is possible. Uh,
1: supposedly the um the per the the like agent so supposedly the person who they said that the two we set him up with to be his quote unquote agent was their family like lawyer and the, and it was the lawyer, the same lawyer who drafted the um, conservator thing. So like it uh-huh. makes you think like, oh, like they kind of knew what they were doing. Right. Um, so they had no, and they had no incentive to like tell him, Hey, like, you know, this is not, you, you kind of got screwed on this. It's t- yeah, I, I read that story. I was just depressed. Like I'm like, because I love that movie and I love that story, and I. But you know what? It makes sense. I I had heard, you know, just like not from just like seeing things online and 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 that him and his him and the twoies were not on like good terms. Like even as when he was in the NFL, well,
2: he, and, he said for a long time that the movie was like not that accurate and he didn't yeah. really like the movie and the way they depicted him as kind of like a, a bumbling idiot almost at yeah. the beginning, who they really, like taught how to play football. Um, but right.
0: yeah. You know. That's Hollywood for you. They got to they gotta make, well, what they're trying to do, I get it. Probably just create some sort of character arc or, yeah. or something. I mean, I don't know. I feel like that movie, yeah, the story is about him, but it's more about how this family dealt with it, which it's more about him. Make it about him. You know, yeah. his struggles, not how some lady in wherever Mississippi is, uh, you know, changing her life around. Because like he said, it's, the, the, the movie is not an accurate depiction. It's it's
1: just crazy that like I don't know like that that's just very depressing,
0: <laughs> right? But it's okay. We we will always present the God's honest truth here on Talking Ticks, uh, even if it's going to make us millions. We we want it to be done the right way. Agreed. So if you have any stories, feel free to reach out to us. Although I would glad I, I would I would gladly make
1: Daniel or you uh, my conservatee. Thank you. So,
2: right.
0: Okay, thank you.
2: Whenever we make the Tommy Johnson documentary, we can uh, rake in the money. <laughs> right. Well, no, no. That I think that means that I would I would be
1: raking in the money. I would I would force you. Oh, you're to be, you're I my would conservator? Be the
2: conservator. Yeah, you're owning okay. me. I don't yeah. know if I like right.
0: that. Right. Yeah, I don't know. You're gonna have to talk to to my guy uh Gordon mckernan He's he represents me now. <laughs> Uh, I got rid of Alexander Shannara and associates. They just, oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't have a good rapport with them. That's all. Well, I think that'll do it for us here on talking takes folks. Thanks for joining us again for another great week. Hope you enjoyed it. Like we did uh, more to come. We still have a, a few weeks left here before Labor Day weekend when the Tigers take the field against FSU on Sunday, September 3rd, it's going to be a good one. Primetime game on a Sunday. I think we found a new sweet spot because that's not the first time they've done that and they do it for us specifically. I don't know if you guys have noticed that you've noticed, right? Hmm. So, this is like the LSU time slot. I yeah. think we need to play it up, claim it, brand it somehow so that every Labor Day weekend everybody plays on Saturday, Tigers play on Sunday.
1: Yeah. Right? And it's kind of it's kind of like your second Saturday during Labor Day weekend.
0: Yeah. And it it happened a while during, you know, bowl week when we were, you know, we weren't maybe in like a a championship or playoff or whatever the case. But it's like we would have that odd bowl game during the week before the championship game. And I used to think, why do we keep getting these weird? And then I realized, oh, but we get a game to ourselves. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're looking forward to that. I hope everybody else is too. But there should be some more good news coming out of camp, out of everywhere else in the sports world, and we'll have it for you here next time on Talking Tigs. So until then, stay safe, stay tuned, and we will talk to you next time on Talking Tigs.